Today we're speaking from the series of prophetic worship. Uh, prophetic worship, as we discussed last week, is a two-way conversation between God and the believer. Worship is one of the most, if not the most, critical aspect of your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is predicated on worship. If we look at the beginning of creation, when God created Adam, he formed Adam from the ground, but Adam did not have life until he breathed his breath into him. And then the Bible says, Adam became, man became a living being. And so it is that face-to-face -face intimate relationship with God, that's what brings us life. God desires our worship. He desires our praise. He desires us to worship him in spirit, the Bible says, in spirit and in truth. The Bible lets us know they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That means it is a mandate, a requirement for us to worship God in spirit and in truth. It is part of our relationship with God that face-to-face -face communication, that one-on-one -on -one intimacy. So speaking from the topic of the teaching series on prophetic worship, we need to understand that prophetic worship is a gateway to a two-way conversation between God and the believer, led by the Holy Spirit. It is a mandate, and as fact, in fact, it is much a mandate as it is a gift to the believer. It was part of God's original plan to commune face to face with man. We see in the beginning in Genesis that God walked through the garden in the cool of the day. And God spoke with the first man, Adam, and Eve face to face. That was his desire from the very beginning. God never wanted there to be anything that would separate us from him. Prophetic worship is entering into that two-way conversation between God and the believer. Prophetic worship is an activity. It combines spontaneous music, dance, and other forms of art to present a revelation from God. The word prophetic in this context means hearing God in your heart and communicating what he says. To prophesy is to speak, declare, or even sing by inspiration. Sometimes music during prophetic worship services, we call them songs of the Lord because the belief is that the musicians and the song leaders, they're being inspired by God. They're being inspired to speak God's word in the same way the Old Testament prophets were. There's an emphasis in the prophetic in prophetic worship on spontaneity. However, prophetic worship can be planned or spontaneous. There's no programs to follow, but it is a flow of the Holy Spirit. So whatever the Spirit of God wants to sing or say, that's what happens during prophetic worship. There's some points that we need to understand about prophetic worship. And if you're taking notes, you want to jot this down. Prophetic worship is biblical. 
It is Holy Spirit inspired. It can be planned or spontaneous. And when it is not spontaneous, it's unscripted. And we're going to go into what each of those mean. Prophetic worship being biblical. From Genesis all the way through Revelation, you see prophetic worship. It's not a new concept that just came on the scene over the last five, ten years ago. Prophetic worship is biblical. We see King David, who was a prophet and a musician. And he often flowed in spontaneous dance before the Lord. 2 Samuel 6.14 is our scripture reference on that. Therefore, we should do the same. In fact, David even danced out of his clothes before the Lord. It says in 2 Samuel, wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. That's 2 Samuel 6.14. So the Holy Spirit will use the abilities and gifts that he's given us for his glory. And music is an important tool in the communication between God and man. It is an important tool in communicating God's word. Because it says in Ephesians 5, 18, 18 through 20, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So prophetic worship goes beyond simply praising God. Prophetic worship goes into a new level of revelation from God. And when I say a new level of revelation from God, meaning we have tapped into another realm and another level in the spirit. So prophetic worship, as we said, is biblical. It is Holy Spirit inspired. It can be planned or spontaneous. And let me go back and explain what I mean by it can be planned. During worship service, we know that we flow in prophetic worship. So we allow the Holy Spirit to take over and we don't dictate our two or three songs. In other words, we are not saying that I'm going to select two songs, two of my favorite songs, and we're going to sing those songs during worship time, praise and worship, and then we're going to go right into our sermon. No, we allow the Holy Spirit to guide because, see, the Holy Spirit knows what he wants to do. And so when you come into a prophetic atmosphere, an apostolic and prophetic ministry, and you are yielded to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will change your whole program. So when you're sitting down and you're putting, and this is for our worship team, when you're sitting down and you're putting together the flow of the service, you need to be spirit-led. You also need to understand that it's not your skill or ability that will bring about the anointing. It is the Holy Spirit that releases his anointing into the atmosphere, and that will change everything that has taken place that will structure and orchestrate everything that needs to take place. So it can be planned or it can be spontaneous. It is unscripted, meaning it is not scripted by man, but it is scripted by the Holy Spirit. Prophetic worship is a direct link 
there is a direct link between prophecy and music or praise and worship. And what does that mean? How is that biblical, Dr. Frieda? Well, if we look at the scriptures, the temple prophets, they are described in 1 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 1. They're described as using harps and cymbals and lyres. Remember, prophetic worship is biblical. It's not a new concept that just came on the scene maybe 10 years ago. But it is, in fact, biblical. From Genesis throughout Revelation, worship and prophetic worship, prophecy and music have altered the life of the believer. Prophetic atmospheres create a space for revelation to come. So let's paint a picture for you. If you're in church service, we're in church service, and we begin to flow in worship, and remember the word worship is proskuneo, proskuneo, which means to bow down, to lay prostrate before the Lord. And so if we go into prophetic praise and worship, and we bow down and we lay prostrate before the Lord, and we're not seeking anything from him, we're not asking anything of God, but we're just acknowledging who he is and giving him praise for who he is. And then the prophecy begins to come forth revelation begins to come forth. God begins to speak to the hearts of the people, and he begins to speak through the man or woman of God. Prophetic atmospheres, they create a space for revelation to come. Remember, there is a direct link between prophecy and music or praise and worship. Even so, the prophet Habakkuk, even in his prophecy, he set it to music. Because if you read Habakkuk chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 19, and we're not going to read the entire uh, scripture, but if you go down and you read Habakkuk's prayer, you will see Habakkuk the prophet even spoke a word over music. You want to go through scripture and you want to read and see how he recited his prayer to string instruments. So it says in 1 Chronicles 25, it says, David, together with the commanders of the army, set apart some of the sons of Aspha for the ministry of prophesying, accompanied by harps, lyres, and cymbals. So prophetic worship is used for times of war, times of breakthrough or deliverance, times of praise, times of miracles and healings, and times of impartation and revelation. We see throughout scripture where in times of war, people entered into prophetic worship. Times of breakthrough and deliverance, when they needed an answer from God, they entered into prophetic worship. Times of praise before a battle, they entered into prophetic worship. Times of miracles and healings, prophetic worship. And the same thing with impartation and revelation. Prophetic worship has been used throughout biblical history and even today to overcome some of the battles that some of the greatest prophets have endured. Let's look at King David. Many songs, not just the ones written by King David, are prophecy set to music. Uh, in the Psalms, prophecy and praise and worship are frequently interchanged. And then most of the Psalms that contain Messianic prophecy were fulfilled in the life of Jesus. So let's look at Psalm 1610. It says, for you will not leave my soul in shoal, 
nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Prophetic declaration and worship, again, is nothing new. It's weaved throughout the Old Testament. Testament, for example, in Moses, when Moses in the heavenly tabernacle on the earth, as God shone and instructed him, we find that in Exodus 24, uh, in Gideon defeating the Midianites in Judges 7, the fall of the walls of Jericho in Joshua 5 and 6. We talked about how prophetic worship is used in times of war. Prophetic worship is used in times of war. We have many biblical examples to show that prophetic worship is not a new thing throughout the Bible. From the fall of the walls of Jericho in Joshua 5 and 6, Gideon defeating the Midianites in Judges chapter 7, from Moses replicating the heavenly tabernacle on earth as God had shown and instructed him in Exodus 24, all throughout the book of Psalms is packed full of prophetic prayer, praise, and declaration. We also have an example in the account of King Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, which is listed in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, as they obeyed the word of the Lord and took up their positions of worship and praise. So just as in biblical times, prophetic worship can be used in times of war, times of miracles and healing, times of declaration and restoration, so it is today for the life of the believer. If you want to change your life, your family, your community, your homes, the world around you, enter into prophetic worship. That's why this is so important for the believer, because in prophetic worship, it will change, it will shape your entire life. What a beautiful picture we have. When we put our complete trust and obedience into God and we yield ourselves and we allow prophetic worship to become a weapon, because if we see in scripture, as they began to praise God, as they began to worship God, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. Their enemies actually turned on each other so that when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert, and looked around, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So this lets us know when we take up a position of prophetic praise and worship, we are allowing God to defeat our enemies. One of our greatest weapons of our warfare is praise and worship. So as we release prophetic praise and prophetic worship, heaven opens and it unleashes everything that we need, whether that is to overcome our enemies, whether that is miracles and healing, whether it's deliverance, whatever it is that we need, it is released when heaven opens. And heaven opens when we begin to enter prophetic worship. Revelation comes forth when we enter prophetic worship. It is not a new concept. Another well-known victory is found in the story of Joshua and God's people in Jericho. Let's look at the life of Joshua, reading from Joshua 6, the first verse. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, 
I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor, the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. So God gave specific instructions to Joshua. The children of Israel were going into take the land that God had promised to them. And the journey had been one of incredible strides of faith. Joshua received specific instructions from a heavenly messenger, the commander of the army of the Lord, to take Jericho. And the children of Israel, as we just read, were to march around the city once for six days in silence, only the trumpet sounding. On the seventh day, they were to march around the city seven times. On the seventh time, with a loud blast, the trumpets, they were to give a shout. So Joshua told the people to do exactly as they were instructed. And as the sound of the trumpets and the great shout resounded in unison, the wall of Jericho fell down in its place. How many know that God is bringing down some walls on your behalf? Walls of sickness and disease. Walls of bondage and affliction walls of torment. Some of you have been through years and years of abuse and torment that you've never received your freedom from. God brings those walls down. He's bringing those walls down now into prophetic worship, into prophetic praise. Begin to see worship as important to your life as food and water. Begin to recognize that all throughout scripture, People received victory through prophetic worship. They received revelation, as we're going to learn more throughout this series, through prophetic worship. They received miracles and healings through prophetic worship. So get prophetic worship in your life on a daily basis, individually. And understand that prophetic worship has been used in times of war, times of miracles and healing, times of deliverance. Prophetic worship has shaped and will shape the course of your life. So you want to get a grasp of prophetic worship. The act of heavenly strategy is released through prophetic worship. When the people of God become one with God in worship, that's when heaven opens and it begins to release everything that you need. So when you are in a prophetic worship service, the man or woman of God that is leading prophetic worship can speak and declare the promises of God over the people and watch them come to pass. There's a place that you come to in worship where you can just simply speak it and it'll begin to happen without anyone touching anyone because it's not based on man. See, prophetic worship is used in times of miracles and healing. And it's not based on man. It's based on the Holy Spirit. 
Therefore, no one even has to touch you during prophetic worship in order for you to receive your miracle of healing or your deliverance. And guess what? You don't even have to be in a church service. You don't have to be at church. You could be at home in your personal private time with the Lord, in your personal family time with the Lord. And you enter into prophetic worship. Remember, heaven opens and heaven responds. And it releases what you need. Whether you need victory and you're in a time of war, whether you need deliverance, whether you need freedom from afflictions and things that have happened in your past. I feel strongly that there's people that have been afflicted since their childhood and they've never been able to receive the freedom that they need from those experiences. I remember there was a period of time in my life where the enemy used to strike me with memories, bad memories, reoccurring thoughts, reoccurring memories. And the enemy used to, at times when I would get upset about something, it could be the smallest thing. And thoughts would come back to things that happened to me in my childhood as a young adult and even in my teenage years. The enemy would automatically just bring those images back, bring those memories back. And that is because up until a certain point, I was never free from those situations. I'm here to tell you, if you enter into prophetic worship, heaven opens and it releases what you need. So what you need may be different from what your neighbor on your road needs. But when you enter prophetic worship, heaven opens and God responds. Remember, it is a two-way conversation and he will deliver. If you need deliverance, he will bring that deliverance to you. If you need miracles of healing, he will bring it to you. If you need revelation, a prophetic revelation of what is to come, he will bring that to you. If you need um, victory in a time of war, God will destroy your enemies. Worship will shape the course of your life, your family, your community, and the world around you. They that worship him must, that is a command, a mandate, must worship him in spirit and in truth. And we have biblical examples of how God responds to worship to prophetic worship. Remember, prophecy and worship together. Prophecy set to music and praise and worship. That's prophetic worship. It is biblical. It is Holy Spirit inspired. It can be spontaneous or planned. It is unscripted by man, but scripted by the Holy Spirit. It is the will of God. It is not a new concept. And we have multiple biblical examples from the children of Israel, all throughout the scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation, how prophetic worship has been used in times of war, times of miracles and healing, revelation from the Lord, deliverance, whatever you need, you can get it from prophetic worship. Remember, it is a face-to-face -face encounter that is a part of the original plan of God, the original purpose of God. Just as God walked through the garden in the cool of the day in Genesis, it tells us. And he spoke to the man, Adam and Eve, face to face. There was no separation. Well, when you enter prophetic praise and worship, heaven opens and he begins to pour out everything that you need. 
Do you know there are things that you need sometimes that you don't know you need? I remember when I was in uh, grad school and I was studying for my master's degree, I went to Nova Southeastern University to receive my master's. I have a master's in management and administration of school programs. And I remember one day I did the same thing that I had been doing for about three, four semesters straight. I went and grabbed some lunch and I went to class. And you know, with grad school, you know, you're in class, you go to evening classes. And so I had did my work all day, came home, got dressed for school, knew I had to be to class by a certain time. I believe I had to be to class by seven o'clock. And so I got myself dressed, grabbed my book bag, went through a quick drive through got something to eat and went and sat in class. Now I had done the same thing for two, three semesters straight, never having a problem, never realizing that there was a problem until about 30 minutes into my class and I felt a pain hit my body. It felt like I was going in labor, only it was under my chest. And for those of you that have experienced this before, you know exactly where I'm talking about. It was my gallbladder. Now, this whole time, for two semesters straight, I did this exact same thing before class. So twice a week, I would go through a drive-thru and I'd grab something to eat and I'd head to class. That's the way I did I didn't have time between work and school to cook anything. So i just run through a drive-thru, pick up something, go to class, and keep it moving. So I thought until 30 minutes into my class, I was bowled over the seat because the pain, you do not appreciate pain until you have two experiences, one labor, and then two gallstones. They will give you respect for pain. Trust me. My husband says a back pain will do that too, but I I doubt it. it. It touches labor or gallstones. I didn't know there was an issue until that pain struck me. Many of us sometimes have issues that we don't even realize are there or that we have forgotten are there. Sometimes we may forget that we went through something, think that we're past it until something happens and it triggers an emotion. The enemy plenty of times has tried to get me to go back in my mind mentally to different points that I was at in my life where trauma took place. Different things in my life took place. It was not too long ago when God delivered me from reoccurring memories. But I had to get into a place of prophetic prayer, praise, and worship. Because if I didn't get into that place of prophetic praise and worship, I was never going to get my deliverance. Now, I've been to church back and forth. Don't get me wrong. But something happened when I entered prophetic worship. Sometimes... You may not even realize there's an area in your life until something happens. Or you may have gone through situations, which I really feel right now, some of you have gone through situations in your childhood and you thought you were over it. Or at least that's what you want other people around you to think until they push the right button. Enter prophetic worship and see if heaven doesn't open. Try it. If you don't believe me, try it for yourself. Heaven will open and respond. You will find yourself being delivered from things that you had long forgotten about and thought you were over if you enter prophetic worship. Because see, heaven responds to worship. If you don't believe me, let's look at the children of Israel. As much as God promised and desired to deliver the children of Israel from Pharaoh's camp and bring them into the promised land, the land that he had promised to their fathers to give them, 
worship of idols stopped them, prevented them from entering into the promised land for 40 years. It was worshiping idols. Worship will alter your life. You say, well, I believe in God. I go to church. Okay. You're here. You go to church. You believe in God. That's great. We're not talking about your attendance. We're talking about your worship. Prophetic worship will change your life. If you want to defeat your enemies, enter prophetic worship. If you want to see signs, wonders, miracles, you want to have a revelation from God, you want to hear from God. If you flow prophetically, if you're called to the office of the prophet, if you are a worship leader, enter prophetic worship in your own life, in private, in secret. How many know what you do in secret? God will manifest in public. It's not what you do in public that happens in private. It's what you do in private that God will reveal in public. So prophetic worship, get into your closet. Pray, praise, and worship. We know that those three are different. Prophetic prayer, prophetic praise, prophetic worship. And enter into prophetic worship. It will change the course of your life. It will change your family. You want to see your children come back to God, get into worship. Stop talking to your kids until you're blue in the face because they're sick of your voice. They don't want to hear anything else you have to say. In fact, your mouth is pushing them away from God. Get on your face before the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, before the true and living God, before Jehovah God, your God. Get on your face before God. You want to see miracles and uh, signs and wonders and healings take place. Get on your face before God. Bow before him in prophetic worship and watch revelation. Watch God begin to reveal to you. You're called to the office of a prophet. You're a pastor or you say that God called you to do this and God called you to do that. Get on your face before God. Bow before him. Enter into prophetic worship. God will begin to download to you pages. God will reveal to you, just like God revealed through Joshua to Joshua. God has revealed things to his people all throughout scripture. And even today, remember, he's the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. He will download secrets and strategies to you. I feel strongly that God has a stock portfolio plan that he can download to you better than any financial planner out there. That doesn't mean you don't go and get wisdom from other people and other sources and use wisdom. But what I'm saying is that God will download to you a strategy and he will release to you what you need through prophetic worship. Make it a part of your life. Make it a part of your life. Because God wants to do something in you greater than where you are. God is tired of you being bound by your circumstances. He is tired of you being bound by things that happened to you years ago. It's more than just forgiving the person that hurt you. It's you forgetting completely about that situation. Is you being able to release that situation in a way that if it does ever come to your mind again, you won't feel the same emotions that you felt as though you were in it. That's the deliverance that you can receive through prophetic worship. 